Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida, and this is Elder Talk Radio. And uh, as you know, if you've been following Elder Talk Radio, uh, in this forum, uh, we, elders of the Corellian tradition, give our uh, views on a single subject from each of our individual viewpoints uh, each month. This month, our subject is the future which uh, is certainly an interesting subject. And um, um, Stephanie Leon Neal, the first priestess of the Corellian tradition, Alyssa Maxson Kemp, the first elder, and uh, Sir Ed Hubbard, uh, the former first elder, um, each month offer our views, and of course myself. And um, the thing about Elder Talk Radio, which I think I probably point out every single time we do it, is that uh, part of the reason for this is to show how people coming from the same background, being officers of the same organization, can still bring different views to the same subject and how those views can enlarge each other's viewpoint. So many people take such a narrow view of life and feel so threatened by other people's viewpoints And we hope to show that this is not how things should be, that it is best to view life through a broad lens. And uh, when other people have have a differing take on something, not only is it not necessarily contrary to your own, but in fact can broaden your own viewpoint in ways you might not have thought of. Each of us involved in Elder Radio comes from a very particular point of view. And it's fascinating to see the different ways that we approach these subjects. Now, today, our subject is the future. And I've, I've been debating how to approach that. And I'm going to start with a simple platitude, uh, which is the future is what you make it. And I'm a great believer in this, although I do think that certain things we come into life with, but even those, it's what we do with them that makes our future. And as magical people, this is particularly important to bear in mind. Yes, it's good to attune to the energies of the universe. Yes, it's good to use um, the way the energy is flowing, but your future is still what you build, how you use those things, uh, how you flow with them or not. And sometimes not flowing with them is perfectly possible um, and may even be preferable depending on how you do it. But in the end, your decisions and the way that you implement them is your own. And as magical people, we must take responsibility for the future we create. Uh, This comes down to everything from our, um, our belief systems and expectations to our behaviors and um, to the magic that we do in life, to the actions that we take in life. Um, We build the future that we get. And so we must be careful and mindful that what we do goes along with what we want. You know, I've talked a lot in my writings about crossed wires, how people can think they want one thing while subconsciously working against themselves 
because they either don't believe they can have it or they don't really want it at all. And that through shadow work, we can discover where our wires are crossed, where what we think we want may not conform to what we truly want uh, or to what we think we can have. And having found that, we can then address it through techniques such as soul retrieval and many others and uncross our wires. I think this is very important in our individual lives, but it's also important in how we build our world. And um, recently, uh, a lot of people were talking about the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius on the solstice. And many people perceive this as being very important. And I agree. From a Corellian point of view, we have been in the Aquarian age for some time now, and it is moving forward. Other people chose to see this as the beginning of the Aquarian age. And, you know, there's no, no consensus on when the age changes. Again, in the Corellian tradition, we have our ruling, which places us currently in the 20th year of the Aquarian age. We're looking at this um, as what we're calling the Aquarian awakening. And uh, we consider the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius on the solstice to um, be one step in that. Uh, but actually, much more is coming into Aquarius in, in, um, in January. And um, it's definitely an on-moving process. But from our point of view, we have already gone through the turning of the age, but it's, it's an ongoing thing. And the awakening of the age is where we really can influence what it becomes. So when we talk about the future being what you make of it, in this sense, we're speaking very literally. What do we want to see in the new zodiacal age? What do we want to build? This is the time we need to focus on those things. Now, let me talk a little bit about what it means to have uh, Jupiter and Saturn conjunct. I have been saying a lot of things about that conjunction, uh, which are very difficult to get out of Jupiter and Saturn conjunct, even in Aquarius. And also, a lot of people seem to have expectations for the age of Aquarius that don't really have much to do with Aquarius. For us as magical people shaping the new age, we need to actually look at what these things mean. Uh, Aquarius is a very innovative sign. Um, and probably the greatest difference going into the age of Aquarius is innovation and intellectual and scientific growth. Um, but, um, you know, it's certainly not... Um, so it, a lot of people try to talk about the age of Aquarius as if it were a hippie paradise, which certainly may be what they were thinking in the 60s, but there's nothing in the sign of Aquarius that should make it that. It can make it a lot of good things, but that's not really part of Aquarius. And in looking at what Aquarius does offer, we can maximize those good qualities, certainly. Um, communication, innovation, original thought, new ideas, breaking through... Uh, of certain barriers, these are all, all very good things. Um, but Aquarius, like all other signs, exists within a continuum of both good and bad qualities. And we need to be mindful of focusing on the good ones. Now, the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, Jupiter 
is expansion, prosperity, and structure. Saturn is lessons, learning from experience. Um, the difference between where you are and where you should be. It's a very, it's a, it's a very positive uh, conjunction when you work with it. Um, but, you know, it's about structure. It's about structure and lessons. Uh, not about, oh, let's all go happy, happily dance in the meadow. Uh, Jupiter might do that. Saturn really isn't inclined to. Um, and the conjunction of them, again, it's all about structure. And in approaching that conjunction, particularly um, in the context of the turning of the age, although, you know, it's not an uncommon conjunction. It's the fact that it fell on the solstice and leading into the stellium, which is coming in January, that, um, that makes it more important. But um, what we need to look at here is how we want to build the new structures of the new age. We can't expect that to come overnight, but we can certainly focus our energy on it. And uh, as a tradition, I'm sure that we will be working much more on this um, in January, but also as we go into the future, because the turn of the age is a very important part of what we are about. And we've been saying this for years and years and years, and we've done a number of rituals focused on focusing the energy of the age. Um, We've been going through a period of shadow work and releasing which allows us now to build the new things, but we must be clear on what it is we want. Uh, For myself, I definitely would like to, um, would definitely like to see the things that we always talk about. Um, Equality, people being able to live their lives regardless of who they were born, Uh, peace. And, you know, we've talked, many times about our Karelian peace campaign and the fact that peace is not merely the absence uh, of visible uh, visible strife, but is the presence of justice. Uh, You may have no visible confrontations going on and yet be in a very repressive society. Uh, That is not peace from our point of view. Peace is where all people of goodwill can live good lives, peaceful lives, regardless of who they were born. Uh, certainly their lives should be affected by their actions, but not by their identity, not by their race, not by uh, their religion of birth, not by their culture of birth, but by their actions. And um, that's one thing I want to focus on in shaping the new age. Another is the expansion of metaphysical knowledge. Now, if you read our Corellian publications, you know that the expansion of knowledge is very important to us. And the idea that the more people who understand the nature of the soul, the nature of incarnation, the nature of the universe, and the nature of magic, uh, the more people will be able to use these to improve their lives and therefore improve the world. Um, we do not regard um, these things as being knowledge that should be kept from people, but rather should be shared with the whole world because it is inherently healing if you actually follow the path. Now, of course, there are going to be people who won't, but they're already not, so what's the difference? But there are people out there who will benefit from this information as they are able to get it. And so we have always believed in having our doors very open um, to teach a better way. 
And I would like to see that become a major part of the new age, a much more accepted part than it has been in the past. Because I, metaphysical teaching, um, good metaphysical teaching, mediocre metaphysical teaching, bad metaphysical teaching, they've all been around through the whole age of Pisces. Uh, but they've often been very marginalized. And I would like to see that change. I would like to see it be much more accessible to people. That's one of the things I want to focus on uh, in the coming uh, of the new age. And conscious incarnation. One of the things, interestingly, that's been uh, a major subject of conversation around me recently uh, is that we talk a lot about our contemporary teachings, but not necessarily how we got here. And people are wanting me to talk more about my childhood, for example, about my mother, about Lady Gloria. Maybe Lady Crystal will be willing to speak. I spoke to her actually yesterday, and she said that she was. And to talk about where we come from as well as where we are, how we got to these beliefs. And I have actually talked, and Lady Crystal has actually talked about this in the past, but we have so much information out there that it can be very hard to find. Uh, I talked, for example, about how each of the successive first priestesses of the Karelian tradition brought their own focus to that role. And that certainly continues today with Lady Stephanie. Um, they all came from a similar background. It's, it's just like older radio. Each of the first priestesses came from a similar background, but brought her own focus to her role. The same is true for each first priest, myself included. And it is these different viewpoints interacting with each other over the course of uh, generations that brings us to where we are. Uh, there is a question on, um, I think it's the Witch School page. I haven't chosen to answer it yet, but I guess I'm going to do it right now. And the question has to do with the kind of energy we use for cleansing and blessing and why we describe it. Uh, we describe it using color and why we use the colors we do. And the question was, why was that chosen? And I haven't answered it because our priesthood have given wonderful answers to it. But the original question was, for me specifically, why did I choose those colors? And the answer is, I did not. This is what I was taught. Um, I was taught to use um, the energy in the way that I have related it. So uh, how did we get those colors? Um, I can speculate, but, um, you know, they didn't make a note of it. It's just what we did. Um, but I think that it's very important to talk about what we do know in terms of where it came from now, while there are still a few people left who know. Uh, so we don't have um, a question like that in the future where the answer is, well, you know, that's just what we were taught. And... Um, there are a number of things that, um, that I'm hoping to talk about this year in this range um, and how certain strains became more or less important within the tradition and when. And, you know, one of the things that's often pointed out is that Corellians tend to have a very different outlook from some other traditions. But uh, we also, I mean, we have a very 19th century outlook in a lot of ways, 19th century, early 20th, but that's where we come from. And it has remained, and um, Corellians, by and large, are quite happy with that, as far as I know. Um, it definitely is a very universalist outlook, which was what, what you saw in those years. 
Um, but there are also more personal things that made it that way. So I'm hoping to talk about that during the course of year 21 Aquarius. I'm hoping to work on focusing the energy of the new age more obviously, more uh, energetically at this time, because it is the time the universe is aligning for it. We've done our releasing. We've done our shadow work. And of course, there's always more. But I think the major shadow work is behind us. Um, and now we need to focus on what we do want. One of the things we've talked about a lot in the Karelian tradition is how people from certain backgrounds have defined themselves only by what they don't want, which in a lot of ways I, I, I view as being um, pretty worthless when it comes down to it, because if you don't want it, you just don't do it. Uh, but you ask them what they do want or what they are, and they don't have answers. Um, and I think that it's very important for us as a tradition to take the opposite path, which uh, we have always tried to do, to define ourselves in terms of what we are and what we want, not in terms of what we're not. And um, this, too, is part of building the future. Uh, we want to be a place uh, where all people of goodwill can thrive, a place where those who seek knowledge can find it and use it to better their lives. And, you know, we're people. Everyone involved in the tradition is a person, uh, as far as I know. And um, people do, um, do, do do things that people do. So we're certainly not perfect, nor can we aspire to be perfect. That is not part of the human condition. But we do the best that we can. And as we work to focus the new age, that is what we must do the best that we can. We aren't perfect. We won't be perfect. Uh, the new age certainly won't be perfect either. None of the previous have, uh, except in the sense that perhaps they are perfect for the needs of the soul. Um, but we also want to have as best a situation as we can build for the needs of our, of our consciousness as well. Uh, we believe that a lot of the purpose of life is the ever-increasing expression of spirit in matter. And I certainly hope to see that expand in coming years. And I hope to see it expanding more uh, before the end of this incarnation, because I've certainly seen it expand during this incarnation. Um, I also am hoping that we can... Um, address the issue of conscious incarnation more widely. Uh, we certainly have enough conscious incarnates running around and more coming. And uh, I would like to see the next generations even better equipped to handle this than past generations. So these are some of the things I'm thinking of in terms of the future, in terms of year 21 Aquarius, but also in terms of the remainder of this incarnation for me. Um, and, of course, that's not all. Uh, and I'm sure new things will come forward that I don't see yet. But I will turn to the original thought that I threw out, which is that the future is what you build. And um, I am hoping to build these things um, as we go into the future. And I hope that um, in listening to this, you will think about what you want to build going into the future and that you will build a future that you actually want and that we can reach this through the metaphysical tools we have been given through our 
releasing and shadow work through our manifestational abilities. Uh, there is no reason that spiritual people should be plagued by cross wires. Uh, we should be able to uncross those wires and work on what we truly want. So I will leave you with that thought, and I uh, will wish you a happy calendrical new year, and I will speak to you again in year 21 Aquarius. And until then, may you blessed be. One spirit in the dark Like a candle wavers Many spirits joined as one Burn with the power of the blazing sun There is strength in community Yeah.